I'm good. Still trying to get over the uh, the playoff loss. Have you recovered oh from God. it? I literally sat in front of my TV like in disbelief for a very long time. And of course, I grew up with a uh, Saint fan uh, friend of mine who, of course, just had to rub some salt in the old wound there. Yeah, that's but rough. <laughs> it, it is extremely rough. I mean, I, where I where I live. I don't, there's not many of, of Panther fans uh, where I live. So I'm surrounded by a lot of different New Jersey's kind of known for having like, I mean, yes, you have your people that are loyal to the Giants, the Jets, and of course the Eagles. My husband personally is a uh, Cowboys fan. How's that work? Yeah, <laughs> it works by him rooting for the Panthers. Okay, when, that's fair. <laughs> when, they're not, when they're not playing, that's that's right. honestly how it works. Um, well, that's in good. fact, his brothers who are Giants fans tease him all the time uh, about, you know, how, oh yeah, Tom's a low-key Panther fan. I'm like, that's right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah, I've had, uh, you know, the, obviously the, the Super Bowl loss was a lot harder to deal with. But Absolutely. I, but this game where we had a chance in the final second was yeah. It was almost more painful because we had we were one play away from winning that game. We um, were, and the fact that we staged almost staged the complete like comeback like was I was at the edge of my seat, man. And then when they called Cam for that intentional grounding, I don't know. I I, I thought that that was like I, I didn't see it. I thought that it was. Um, I didn't difficult. think it was a good call. I didn't um, think it was a good call either. No, I but mean, at the at the same time, though, um, you know, the play before that, I certainly thought Funchess had a chance at that ball. Absolutely. Um, it's it's absolutely. a ball that if if you know, and I hate to bring up the pass too much, but if that was Steve Smith, there's no way anybody else is catching that ball besides him. Oh, absolutely. Because um, he, he willed his way to make catches like that. Yeah. And, um, and I just feel like they don't make them like they used to as far I, as... I totally agree. As that department goes. I mean, I feel like Funches in particularly, he's he's a wonderful asset to our team, but I think he's a number two receiver at best. Yep, I agree. And I, and I like him a lot. I really do. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. I, I, think he, I think there's a lot of talent there. Um. He, I just don't see that that killer instinct that that a guy no. like Smitty used to have. Um, but I, oh. but I do, but I do think he has value on the team for sure. Oh yeah, oh. and you know it's funny because I tell my my non my non Panther fan friends that don't understand like how much hurt is there like when when people bring up Steve Smith, it's like I'm like it's like talking about your ex boyfriend or girlfriend. You want to sit there and cry with like yeah. a tub of ice cream that he's like not with us anymore whenever yeah. I see him on TV I'm like 
fact, when I when I got the word that Mike Chula was fired, I'm like, someone call, you know, call Smitty, get him yeah. back, age me not. Oh my god. Yeah, I um, I I moved here. I moved here from New York. I, I'm originally from New York. Oh, okay. And I right. became I became a Panther fan because of Steve Smith. I I watching him play. I was just I was hooked, and uh, that's the reason I became a Panther fan. Um, so he was he was the probably the best receiver I ever saw. Um, just yes. for, just for pure I pure agree. guts and and heart. Um, he was amazing. Yeah, and what I really love about Steve Smith's story, not to cut you off, is like they told him in college that he would never like amount to anything in, in, in the National Football League. Like they told him he was like, keep dreaming, kid. You're not going to do anything. And he went on to become, I think, the one of the best receivers of, of all time. Yeah. I, I think that, I, you know, and definitely. nobody, even people who, you know, local more local teams like the Giants and the Jets and the Eagles like can respect Steve Smith and feared him like when he played for us when we would have to play them um my own personal fandom I grew up in a household with a mixed kind of um fandoms my right. father was a diehard Jets fan he was a name like back to the days of Namath mm-hmm. um my my dad loved the Jets my mother loved the Bears because she was a Brian Piccolo fan and right. she had seen Brian's song yep. when she was young. And so she she loves her Bears. Um, so I was a product of, of two totally different fan bases. Yeah. And of course, when I was when I was a young girl, my father, you know, had me watching games. Particularly, you know, I, I have to say I started to kind of grasp the game six. So, like, that was around the time that the Panthers came out. And that particular season, the 95 season, they, they played the Jets in October. And my father, right. I was watching that game with my father. Was that the, the Sam Mills touchdown? The Sam yeah. Mills, Sam Mills. Like, I was in awe by, like, I was just in awe by the Panthers. And I remember I said to my father, I was like, that's my team. I, I, I like them. And my father's like. You know, he thought I was being a six-year-old kid. He thought I liked their colors. He thought, you know, he's like, oh, right. okay, yeah, that, that's your team now. But, you know, he kind of let it go. Well, 23 years later, here I still stand. And it's funny because people I went to school with, I, I caught a lot of flack, you know, especially when we went through our, like, down, down, you know, our down moments in our franchise history. I caught a lot of flack, but when we went to the Super Bowl, I had people out of the woodwork that I hadn't talked to since I was in high school say, hey, I thought of you because I know the Panthers are going to the Super Bowl, and I wanted to say, you know, I'm thinking of you. I, I thought of you, and I hope you guys win. So That's that really cool. Really, it was really yeah. cool to, like, I was, me and this other boy, Brian, that I went to school with, you know, here in New Jersey, we were the only ones, you know, that in my school, in my town. And um, it's really great because one of my good friends, her son is, is he really loves Cam Newton. And, and I, I get so excited when I see him in a jersey. And it was, it was cute. She's like, oh, my goodness, I'm so sorry, you guys. You know, lost, you know, she said to me on Sunday, she goes, Joey cried. I'm like, I cried too. <laughs> Tell him it's okay. But yeah. it's, it's, you know, it, it's, it's int- nice to see, bro. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because we have a young franchise 
hearing the story, yes. hearing the stories about how people became a fan of the team. Because, you know, yeah. old, like, especially like the Bears who have been around so long, it's a generational thing. You know, that's oh, yeah. that the fandom is passed down through generations Absolutely. where we have Absolutely. we haven't established that yet, obviously, because we're still pretty much first generation fans. Um, yeah. and, and, and it's the, the next generation that will be born, yeah. that will be born into it. Yeah, and, and, absolutely. Um, so my, my son who, who's, um, almost, so he's been, he's been a lifelong Panther fan oh, and, so and, awesome. and you see it, it's, there's a different type of passion each generation as it grows. Yes. And, uh, yes. and it's really cool to see. You know, it's, oh, it's yeah. exciting us, to see. It was Sam Mills. It was Dan Morgan. It was, yep. you know, Steve Smith. It was Jake Dillon. For them, it's going to be Luke Keekley, uh, you know, Cam Newton, Thomas Davis. You know, it, it's it's amazing how each generation, you know, will attribute, you know, I really fell in love for this reason. Or, like, I've had people, like like my friend's son, for example, you know, he fell in love with the Panthers because he loved he he from the minute Cam Newton was like drafted. Right. You know, and yep. it was like he fell in love with the style. He loves the Superman thing and mm-hmm. that grabbed him. So it, it is it is amazing to see the different, you know, like you said, going back to the different types of passion, the different um and the different heroes, the different like players that kind of drew you in. Like I you know, I remember like back in the 90s like we were we were a bit of the underdog you know what I mean and I you know kind of felt like the underdog in certain situations too so I almost felt like you know if they can do this and they could be something you know I could be something and that I mean that was you know what I took from each and every game that I would watch this team like play their heart out definitely definitely and and one of the other things that I noticed being being from New York and then moving here is right because it's a smaller community, there's a lot. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more interaction between the team, the players, and and the fans here. Um, which yeah. you know, when I when I grew up in New York, to have an opportunity to meet uh, a Yankee or a Met or a Jet and Giant was oh, yeah. almost impossible. It's rare, and, extremely rare. Yeah, and here, uh, my son has been able to meet tons and tons of Panthers just from all the different things they do. Whether you know, it's having these these signings on Tuesdays at Harris Teeter. Um, right. or, or, or standing outside um, at, at uh, OTAs when the players come out. And, and he's, yeah. he's had a great experience interacting with the players that I never was able to do being in New York, which, yeah. which, I, which is I'm, really I'm cool. I'm sure, you know, I can't speak because I'm, I'm not a parent yet, but I do have a niece and a nephew, well, two nieces and a nephew who I love very much. And as if, you know, they're my husband's brother's kids, but uh, mm-hmm. my husband and I are high school sweethearts. So, right. I mean, they're, they're, they're I, I think of them as my own, you know? Sure. So um, I, I think that that's, you know, as a father, I know as an aunt, for me, that would feel good to see, you know, my, my niece and nephew interacting with like, you know, someone that they look up to being able to really see, wow, you know, not only do I love watching this person play, but I can see them and they'll sign my stuff and they'll take the time to talk to me. Yeah, and and it brings the connection to a different level um, because you yeah. now you now you're watching these guys on the field and on TV that you say mm-hmm. I, I I met him I took a picture with him he signed my ball and, uh, yeah. and which is you know it's a, that's a an irreplaceable experience and it's it's absolutely um, when I 
in uh, I think it was oh eight or oh nine. My son was three, and uh, mm-hmm. Steve Smith was doing a signing at the team store, and, and my son was really shy, and uh, he kind of buried Aww. he kind of buried his head in my shoulder, and uh, Steve Smith got down on one knee and 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 picked him up and 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 took a picture with him, and uh, oh, that is so yeah, and it's, it was just such a cool experience uh, for for both for him. Uh, and for me as a father to see that it was all, it was awesome. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, it's you know, a- I'm I'm sitting here and I'm sitting here in my office and uh, I my cousins actually uh, moved down to um, they're in the Indian Trails area of uh, North Carolina. Yep. And they actually um, the one pizza place where they go to they actually it's the same pizza place that Luke Keekley goes to. So they tease me because, of course, I, I love uh, anyone, especially, you know, on Twitter, I love my Luke Keekley. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I think, but one of the signings that they, they did, you know, was Mario Addison. So I actually have um, from the, um, the Matthews Mint Weekly, uh, the ad, and then he signed. My cousin's wife went and got Mario Addison's autograph for me and I also cool. have K1 shorts so I, I'm very that that is something that's like that was in awe to me too because mm-hmm. you know I've been a fan of the team since I was six years old unfortunately I don't live close but you know to be able to then have a family member move down there and then you know have these have my my favorite players be able to find stuff for me and for her to send it up like I have a whole like my my office that I'm sitting in is like a huge like shrine. Very cool. <laughs> so, yeah, we have our uh, our like uh, bonus room set up like that. Yeah. But nice. yeah, I have all the all the pictures of my son with all the different players, and uh, we have uh, Cam and and Keekly, the, the big fat heads on the wall. Oh, uh, nice. lot, lot, lots of cool stuff. It's it's a fun room. Awesome, yeah. awesome. So now I have to ask you. Now I know, like, Panther Twitter went absolutely bat crazy when um, it was announced publicly that you know Mike Shula was relieved of his duties. Yeah. Do you think we waited too long for that? I, I think so. I, I was I was not a big fan of his from day one. Um, I really no, wasn't. Um, I, I, I liked, uh, Chudzinski and, and when he yeah. left and got the Cleveland head coaching job and I, I, I knew that it was going to be Shula, uh, to get the job just cause that's kind of how Rivera does stuff. So he likes to promote from within. Yeah. Uh, so I just knew yeah. it was going to be him. And just from that, that moment, I was not happy about it. Um, and even his, yeah. his whole, his whole tenure here, I, I just felt he didn't maximize what Cam can do well enough. And right. um, I, I think uh, 15 was an aberration. I think that was more um, Cam just playing out of his mind incredibly well. Um, I don't. Yeah. It's it's hard for me to give a lot of credit to Shula for that. Absolutely. Um, so when when I um, I was actually I was busy at work. So I wasn't on Twitter when the announcement came down. My friend texted me and told me, um, and instantly my my mood lifted. <laughs> so, yeah. Well. It- it's funny because I'm actually on vacation this week. Um, so at my anniversary, my two year wedding anniversary was Monday. So uh-huh. my husband and I took the week off. Nice. So, Happy anniversary. Uh, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> um, we're, we're together 10 years in March, but you know, you know, 
but we're married two years. So right. thank very you very cool. much. I, I definitely. Um, but yeah, I, I got the news and, you know, because I have the Panthers app, so I have the notifications turned on. Right. So immediately my phone went off and it's like, oh, you know, it was. But I was really shocked about, and maybe, I don't know, maybe your opinion's different, but I mean, I expect, I, I was glad for the Shula um, situation, but I was kind of shocked that Ken Dorsey got released also. Yeah, and I think that was kind of a package deal. That's That was my impression. Okay. Um, I just okay. I just felt like they, they really wanted it, a new voice um, in, on the Absolutely. offense. And if they're going to do that, they're going to pretty much... Uh, go with a clean slate uh which yeah. which means new offensive coordinator and then i would assume and and it looks like it just was confirmed that it's going to be norv turner norv uh, turner how do you feel no. about that <laughs> I'm, I'm mixed um you know he he was a great offensive mind but it was a long time ago so that's my concern yeah. i mean he he went back to the the cowboys super bowl teams in the uh, early 90s yes so yes, that's what I was going to say. The game has yeah. evolved so much since then. So my my concern is how how in touch is he with today's offenses? Um, right. You know, I almost wonder too if maybe he brought him in because, like, I know throughout the season I could see, you know, all the way in New Jersey from my television set, um, Cam's frustration with 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 coaching. Like, there were moments where he looked at them like, "Are you?" Are you serious yeah. right now? Like, I can do this. So I almost wonder if they brought in Turner. I mean, not only was is is on the record, he's a very good friend of Rivera's. Yeah. Um, so I think that that was probably a a, a large factor. But Certainly. I also think that maybe because he isn't as in touch with it, it'll give Cam more freedom to kind of like trust his own gut. Like, I could tell there were moments where Cam wanted to do something, but then he thought too hard about it and either blew the play or he, you know, just didn't do it and looked to the coaching for, like, like what he seemed frustrated. Yeah, oh, definitely. Definitely. You can see that on the sidelines a number of times this season. Um, and one thing that, I, that I've heard about Turner is that he's a, he's a – player-friendly coach. The players like to play for him. Um, yeah. So th- that should be a, a benefit. Um, mm-hmm. And, the, you know, he's had success in the league. Uh, no doubt about oh, that. Oh, absolutely. Right. I mean, is he fit to be a head coach? No. No, no, you know, definitely not. That he's not anywhere near uh, equipped to run and manage an entire team. But I do think with, you know, Ron's defensive mind, and I will say that is one thing that Ron Rivera has brought back to our defense is a sense of, well, balls. Yeah. Like, you know, we're we're one of the top-ranked defenses because of the work. So, I mean, a lot of people are like, you know, we're we're calling at times for, for Rivera's head. And I was just like, no, I don't think he is not the problem. No. The offense. Yeah. I, I, is the problem. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I, I like Rivera. I think Rivera is a very good coach. Yeah. Um, I just I just think that the the offensive side of the ball needed a change. And um, yeah. you know, there's there's a lot of people on on Twitter very unhappy with the North Turner edition. Um, I, oh, I am yeah. I am I'm not unhappy about it. I am 
I'm not. I, and I'm cer- and I'm certainly going to give him a chance and the benefit of the doubt um, to to get Absolutely. this turned around. Um, yeah, you can't. You can't. I mean, really, too. Even the first year, you got to give the guy a learning curve. He's learning new players. He's been out of. He's been out of it for over a year. Right. Um, so, so you know, I, I'm gonna, I'm even willing to give him like this season, even if it's not awesome. You know, just give him a shot to kind of get in, get used to it, get acclimated. But then I want to see results. Right, and it's the same. Think, it's it's the same for the players too, because they have to learn his scheme. Yeah. Um, we haven't yeah. we haven't had a new coordinator on the offensive side since what 13. Um, so that yeah. means all these guys have been playing in one system for quite a while now, and it's going to be an adjustment to learn a new system. Absolutely. I, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree wholeheartedly with that. But I think, too, I think a lot of people, you know, were just frustrated. But I also think the fact that they let Chula keep his job for so long when he was mediocre at best. Let's face it. When the announcers on Sunday, on Sunday football are, are saying... Mike Shula's not that creative. Yeah. And they can predict his next plays. I mean, I think we waited way too long to, to get some new blood in there. Right. And that's um, and that was um, one of my biggest frustrations in the Super Bowl was that no adjustments were made. Yeah. You know, and, not, and you know, they not, were they were clearly getting overmatched and they didn't yeah. and I, I was so hoping that at halftime they make adjustments and they didn't. They came out with the same game plan. Yeah. They did, and that was even more frustrating, like, especially, too, and, I mean, don't get me wrong, I feel like we played the Saints with a lot of heart this last time, but I'm pretty frustrated that they beat us three times this year. Yeah. Uh, that, that's, that's absolutely unacceptable to go into the game with, with a, you know, you know, and I always said, maybe it's crazy, but I, I really believe in a more, you know, kind of, Put the pedal to the metal with your offense. You know, like we we let off the gas so many times. Like when we had a commanding lead and we were doing good, we like played yep. to prevent. And then they came back. And then it's like there's no reason. And when you have a game won and our time of possession is like dominant, there's no reason to lose a football right. game. You know, if you're working on both cylinders. And you know what? Defense is fantastic. But you can't expect defense to bail out offense every single time. Defense is going to get tired, yep. especially if they're on the field for a good chunk of the game. Right. Three and outs are, are the worst thing. Which brings me to my next question, my friend. So do you think we're going to actually allow Graham Gano to be a free agent? Because I remember a few years ago when he was due to hit free agency, we re-signed him about 11 days yeah. before. I can't imagine they're going to let him be a free agent, especially with the whole situation with Harrison Butker. Um, you know, they, they let him go, and he turned out to be a really good kicker for Kansas City. And yeah. so if, if you were, you were going to let him walk away and then, and then not sign Gano, it doesn't make any sense. So but, I, I, I yeah. can't imagine that, that they're not going to assign him relatively quickly. Um, the only thing that I can think of is that somebody else who's fairly decent is going to be coming into free agency. If they do let him walk, they got to have a game plan. Like, we're going to sign this guy who, you know. But I don't, like you, I kind of, I feel like our team is fairly loyal to their, their yep, own and their players. For sure. 
So but I, I do think. That- but there's a definite big but to that is that was un- that yeah. was under Jerry Richardson, um, where right. we're going to have a new owner, and we don't yeah. know anything about the new owner yet because we don't know who it is. So that that all that can change. Where it was, you know, where where okay. Jerry Richardson was was very into family and and being mm-hmm. loyal, and and that could all be out the out the door. Well, it's it's interesting too because you know this owner would get I think like forty percent of the share, but there are other owners too. There are like three other owners that own a percentage of the organization. And I was looking at the different candidates, of course, you know, Googling, you know, million billionaires and the Carolinas. And the one family that came up a lot was the Smith family. Um, they're like a micro managing or something company. And, and, and they expressed interest that when it was available for purchase, they're fans of the team. Also, right. Obviously. So. I think I what I really hope most for our new owner is I hope that they're a fan of the team. Yeah. That they want to see us because I feel like that was Jerry Richardson's baby. So like at times he found it hard to make the tough decisions that needed to be made. Definitely. To win. I I don't doubt that he wanted to win, but I think you know he was an older man. You know, I mean, heck, he played football in the forties. Yeah. You know, so. Uh, you know, he's one of the only, like, he's one of two owners that, that actually have experience playing yeah. the game. So, so I, and I also feel like, you know, I know immediately when Jerry Richardson announced that we were going to be sold, like, pandemonium broke out on Twitter. And I had to convince, like, 50 people, they're not going to move the Panthers because we own our stadium. We're one of the only teams in the NFL that actually own our stadium and there's money to be made in charge yeah you know so so i i kind of quelled everyone's fear yeah and it's in that and, and i'll be honest it, it you know just the fact that there's a a 0.5 percent chance of it happening um is right. scary to me because that's you know oh, yeah. I, I love going to the games and I, I love them here and i and right. um, i'd be devastated if they moved so yeah. i just i mean i I mean, a lot of things would have to, to line up for that to ever happen. I mean, the games sell out, yeah, too. Which, for years. You know, there's, for years. Yeah. So there's a lot of revenue in, in keeping them there. So I think, I really do think that the new owner is going to be from the Carolinas. And I don't think that Jerry would sign away the team to somebody who didn't want them to be there as much as he fought to get them. I, I, yeah, I agree with that. And I think especially with the, you know, the stuff that came out about him and everything, he's, he's not going to want his legacy tarnished um, in, anymore. anymore. So, you know, because imagine all the stuff that came out and then he sells it to someone who moves the team. Um, you know. Oh, yeah. He'd, he'd be not remembered in a fond right. way by many of right. the fans. Right, so selling to, um, you know, to someone he knows will keep in Charlotte um, will we'll salvage some of his legacy. Um, absolutely, absolutely. And, and, you know, it's it's funny because, when you know, when you see him, he just looks like such a, like a, like a frail, like older, so when all these things started coming out about him, like, I was like, I know. I, I, was, I was a bit blown away, to, to say the least. I, I just feel, but I do, I feel as though we're going to get back there. In fact, one of the things, I, I think I posted this on Twitter, I um, 
I actually ran into a fellow fan at um, a diner yesterday yeah. while I was out to eat, and I saw him in his hat. Yeah, I saw you post and that. I, so I cool. I walked up to him. Yeah, I walked up to him like, "Hi!" And of course, I was wearing my 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 you know Panthers Run the South uh-huh. shirt. And yeah. I'm like, "I'm a I'm a fan too." And, you know, and one of the things, and of course, we proceeded to talk for like 15 minutes. You know, and of course, my husband's sitting there. Rolling his eyes, like, <laughs> I, I just wanted to show you there was another fan. I'm like, yes, but you should know better because you're going to know I'm going to say and want to talk to of them. Of course. <laughs> you know, because it's, it's rare to have someone to just talk Panthers football yep. with here in New Jersey. That's why I was so excited when you messaged me back on Twitter and said, I'll talk with you. I'm like, yes. <laughs> I get the little things in life that make me really happy. Yeah, no, I, I got you. No, this is fun. It's fun to do. Definitely. It is. It's a lot of fun. And, and you'll definitely be my go-to guest, you know, in the future cool. if I do this again. Yeah, that'd be great. Because there, there are different things, different moves that we're going to make in the offseason. I want to try to do this on Thursday nights. You know, do it. I, I have a regular segment on Fridays that I usually post, but I want to do something kind of you know panthers related on on thursday night. yeah so, that'd be great you know, thursday night see for the boys so yeah. i um, and it's going to be an active off so season yeah. you know with with, uh, yeah, with ownership the guys yep with one thing that that gentleman that i i spoke with yesterday the point of of me that telling that whole story was he looked right at me goes we're gonna be back we're gonna be back in it we're gonna get some change we're going to be back in it. And I'm like, man, you know what? You're right. We're going to be right back in it because we're right there. We're yeah. just missing that final piece. And what do you think that final piece is that we can make a move on in the offseason? To me, I, I feel like it's attitude on offense. You know, I think yeah. that the defense has that attitude, like you were saying earlier. Um, they have Steve's Avenue, like yeah. they're known for yeah. it, and that that yeah. that killer instinct attitude that they have. Um, I don't I don't oh, yeah. see it on the offensive side as much, and no, and I I feel like there's been a bit of an identity crisis on the right. offense. I think there's a lack of. I mean, I feel like Cam is a fabulous leader, but I feel like there's a lack of true sort of direction in our yeah. offense. Yep, so I'm hoping that, that North Turner will, will, will bring that in, but there's also um, player personnel moves that need to be done for that too. Um, there's Absolutely. there's a few key spots that have to be filled on that offense. And, uh, you know, a, a true a true game-changing wide receiver that, that other defensive coordinators have to game plan for is, is vitally needed. You yeah. know, it's funny because I was watching the, um, you know, and of course when I was watching the Saint game and I was watching the, the, um, I was watching the, the Falcons play take on their per- particular, you know, um, game last yeah. week, and I was like, and I just thought, and I looked at my husband, I'm like, can you imagine, like, if, you know, in some alternate universe, like someone like Julio Jones yeah. was drafted to the Panthers, like. How explosive a number one receiver he can be in the hand, like working with someone like Cam Newton, giving him the ball. It would be so, it would be amazing, and 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 Cam deserves that. He really does. He does. And I feel like he held back a lot in this post game interview. I was I was watching it, and I could I could just see. You know, it's funny because the thing about me and Cam Newton is. I'm born. We're we're literally the same age. He's. I'm. My, on my birthday's May first. His birthday is like, 
May 12th or, or 14th or so. Like, we're both tourists. Right. So when I saw that look on his face, I'm like, I know just what that, I know just what he's thinking. He wants to say, my coaching sucks. <laughs> yeah. I have no, like, reliable number one receiver. Right. I mean, yeah. let's face it. Greg Olson is a beast, but he's getting old. Yeah. How many more seasons realistically does he have? You know, a few, maybe. Bunches, a few, I'd say. Yeah. I, I'd say a few, but it's good. It's good to get some young blood, and even if he doesn't start right away, for Olsen to mentor us, you know, different and receivers. But what you said, a receiver, we need a wide receiver. Bunches, yeah. number two. Yep. He's a number two. And again, you know, like um, what Captain Munderland said about him last year when they when the when he was with the Vikings, um, mm-hmm. was that that the Vikings were not afraid of Funches. And no. and and as much as I like Funches and I do like him, he's not going to instill fear in in the opposition. No. And and we no. need a receiver that that is going to scare the opposition. And right, like Steve Smith scared the shit out yes, of people. And, part of my yeah, friends, and, but... and we haven't had that since him. No. And I remember, like, I remember I used to love him because he would be like, you know, like, he'd, he'd trash talk, you know, oh, like, Revis Island. You're like, yeah, go ahead. Right. Go ahead. I'm going to burn yeah. him here. Watch. And then, and then sure as, sure as anything, the next play, Steve Smith would, like, burn him. Right. For, like, you know, yep. 60 yards or whatever it was. And, you know, but I liked that. I That's why a lot of people talk a lot of trash about Cam. I like the fact that he could put his money where his mouth right. is. Yeah, he talks a good game, but you know what? He backs that up, and that reminds me of, of Steve Com- Smith. Completely. And I always love Steve Smith's, like, swag. That's, like, that's the best way I could just yeah. describe Agent Yeah, Andy that's what drew like, me to him. Just it was that attitude, swagger. yeah. Straight yeah. up. Straight up. And it's funny because when we drafted Luke Keekly, um, and I started to see him play, I was like, I feel like I'm watching Dan Morgan play. Yeah. Like, like, it was crazy. Like, I-, I felt like we were getting the pieces that we had that made us great. At, you know, like, and I mean, in all intents and purposes, I really, like, felt that moment. Like, okay, this is this is good. I remember seeing this when I was young and we did good. Yeah. So. The, the, the funny thing about Luke, I, I went to the draft up in New York when he was drafted. And, uh, okay. and I was sitting there and I was... And they announced him. I was like, "Oh man!" I was like, "I didn't, I didn't want him because I'm like, we have John Beeson. We don't, you know, we need defensive tackles. Right. I really wanted Fletcher Cox, and I was disappointed. Um, but I'm, I'm very happy to say I was dead wrong about that because oh, he's, yeah. he, I mean, he's the heart of the defense. Without him, the heart, the defense doesn't he, function. He really is, no? and he gets fired up. And I feel like him and Thomas Davis really are our our identity as far as defense goes. It was great having Julius Peppers back. I'm not going to lie. I'm not sure what he plans to do, though. It was only a one-year contract. So, you know, will he stay? Will he retire? Like, that remains to be unseen. But it was cool having Peppers back. Yeah, I loved having him back. And I was was very upset when he left. Um, The the way he left, I, I I was not happy. I actually went to the the game the following year when he came back with the Bears and I, I had my Peppers jersey on with a big X through it. <laughs> so um, so I, I wasn't happy with the way he left and when he left. And uh, 
Right. But I, but I welcomed him back with open arms. I went out and bought a new jersey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I still, I, I put my, I had one, the original one. I kept it in my closet. And then it was funny because I considered, I, I so considered throwing it in a wood-burning stove when he was a jerk to Cam when we played oh, yeah. Green Bay. Yep. I was like, oh, that son of a gun. Yeah. Where's his jersey? Yeah. So like, and then I was like, I took a deep breath. I didn't do it. And then when he came back, I'm like, all right, I I, you know, and then he was like, it's so good to be home. And I always wanted to come home. And I was like, uh, all right. I slowly took it down. And then by the end of the season, I was wearing yeah. it. I was over it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I forgave him quickly. My wife still hasn't forgiven him. <laughs> she, really? Yeah, uh, every time. It like, took me a while. Yeah, she Let is. her know she wasn't alone. I almost burned it after <laughs> the game. <laughs> yeah, like even. It was close. That's funny. I, I'll show her pictures of him now. And she'd be like, ah, still don't forgive him. <laughs> But no, I, I forgave him. <laughs> yes, but, I, I, and I did too. You know, and on, on the other side of that, you know, whether he comes back or not, that's me. It's, it's a young edge rusher. Um, yes. We haven't had that in a while yes. either. Right. And I think yeah. even if he came back for another year or even if he, maybe he can, they can work something out where he could come work with the defense, even if he retired, you know, to kind of teach, mentor somebody that would be you know a good edge rusher yeah. you could you know teach them impart wisdom on a, on a on a kid that has the talent I think even that would be you know that would make more of a mess like that would be you know his, yeah. his service to us that I would be like okay you are you are completely in <laughs> awesome graces once more for sure yeah a woman forgave you there you go <laughs> So, I mean, but but on, on a serious note, we're, we're going back to, um, you know, um, do you think, do, do you really think that he's our future or should we start looking for a backup? Um, I, I, I've never trusted him in a big spot. No, um, and, I, and I, that's scary to yeah. me. And I know, and, you I know, remember. when the game's on the line and he has to come out and yeah. kick, I just don't have the faith that he's going to make anymore. it. Yeah. I, I close my eyes. I, I close my eyes and Tom goes, oh, he made it. Or no, no, he didn't. You know, I, I don't even look anymore, which is funny because I used to always, you know, I remember I used to, you know, dance around in my Steve Smith jersey and in my, I'd be like, oh, you know, he's gold. You know, he's gold. I used to like always cheer and I feel like, you know, the universe caught up with me and said, no, he's not. Be sit down. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. And, and... You know the the good kickers with longevity are tough to find. You know there, there's some yeah. there's some that'll, that'll have great years and then they'll fade away. And yeah. um, so I just I'm not. That's sure. what's tough. Yeah, there's not many John Casey's in the world, and and uh, no, no. I mean, I really. It's the fact that he missed, he shanked a 25 yarder. Yep. I mean, that's like the easiest. If you're an NFL kicker. You need to make that shit. Oh, yeah. You should, be, <laughs> like, you should be able to do that backwards. Especially in a dome. Yeah. In a dome. There was no wind. That's what we were That's what we were joking about. I was watching with a couple friends, and, and they were like, oh, I must have got uh, caught in the wind. <laughs> yeah. But um, Maybe the canned yeah. noise that, that uh, New Orleans borrowed from Atlanta. So yeah. Shanked it left. Yeah. Um, so I don't I, – I would assume he's going to be back. It, it doesn't thrill me. Yeah. Um, I don't. No. I don't know if there's any better options out there. 
Right. Um, yeah, that's why I said I really haven't been following kickers as far as in the free agency, but in the next couple days, I'm going to be looking into that at night, you know, because my, my husband, you know, when he's not off like he is this week, he, we, he's on 9 to 3. I mean, 3 to 11. I'm right. sorry. He's 3 to 11. So when I work, I get home a little after 5, and um, I, I get home, you know, more closer to 6. So between 5.30 and 6, I get home, depending on when I get out of work. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm usually, that's usually when I catch up on my Twitter and I, you know, write my pieces and I do my rants for the day because, you know, God knows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to do that, so... I'm definitely going to be looking into uh, perspective, you know, free agent kickers and I'll, I'll tag you and, and, and I'd, I'd definitely like to get your thoughts on. Yeah. And, and that uh, find that. wide receivers too. That's the other big one we got to follow. What? Yes. Yeah. Wide receivers is something we, we need. We need to really like look in the free agency because I don't think, and here's why I don't think someone right out of college is the answer. I think that we need a, like a, a I think if we're going to draft, we can draft a wide receiver, but I do think we need to pick somebody up, someone seasoned number one receiver in, um, in right. Yep. And that way they can mentor the kid, the kid that we right. draft. So that way, yeah, if they're older and they got a few more years, they can show the kid how it's done. And, and I mean, the truth is there's always a learning curve too, especially, you know, especially except for, for like the freak instances of like Luke Keekley who just adjusted to the NFL, like kicked butt and took names. Like it, there's a learning curve because it's a much faster yep. game than it it's, is. In especially ball. wide receivers. They seem to take a little bit longer to develop. Yes. Oh. So that's why I think free agency first is the best move. Get someone seasoned, get someone in it. Yeah. Then draft somebody that has the potential to be, a future number one. Have them play under this veteran, whoever they may be, whoever we decide to pick yep. up. And, um, you know, I think that, that that's the way to go as far as that goes. It's the smart way to go. Whether or not the Carolina Panthers will do it, whether they'll listen to you and me sitting here on well, the Well, they phone, should. You know, <laughs> they should. I mean, I think, I think we're pretty I bright. I think so. <laughs> but you know, one of the things, and going back to Thomas Davis, and and I love, I love TD. I love his whole family. His wife is. I I watch candidly Kelly, um, in her weekly yep. episodes, which I think are fantastic. She's such a doll, and I laugh because when Thomas Davis was suspended for that one game, he said he watched the game on TV, and he goes, "I understand why the fans are frustrated about how will I get in the game." Well. And then we just totally like fall apart. He goes, I, I really understood how it felt to be a fan. That yeah. Day. And I was just like, and the fact that he came out and said that, I was like, wow, you know, well done. Like, thank you for saying as a player what we say every week on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. And and some of the things, that I, and, I, and I see it a lot in, in our players, is you can tell that they genuinely care. Um, yeah. You know, you see a lot of athletes and you're, you're, you're not totally sure if, you know, how much winning to them actually means. Um, because right. a lot of them, you know, they, they know no matter what happens on the field, they're going to go home with their millions of dollars and they're going to be fine. Um, right. But remember Thomas Davis after the Super Bowl, um, you know, oh, yeah. hugging Rivera, that crying. Um, and, yeah. and even, and I, and I know Cam was ripped up and down for, 
the way he reacted in the press conference afterward. But I just think that was, Absolutely. but that just to me but showed. I thought that, that was rude that they had the opposing team in the same room as Yeah. Him. So like yeah. he was literally in the same. What do you expect the guy to do? He's he's getting basically you know like you know like kind of poked at by the winning yeah. team. What's he gonna do? I'd walk out there. Yeah. But so, I don't blame Cam. I, no, but to me it all it showed that he yeah, cares he, as much as I do. He cares. Right. That it crushed him as much as us. Did you want to talk after that loss? Definitely not. I didn't want to talk after I, that loss. I made, I, I made the mistake of having a Super Bowl party. And, and, I, and no. I swore, I said, if the Panthers ever make the Super Bowl, I'm not having a party. And I, and I did it anyway. And I was miserable the entire time. I, I wasn't talking to anybody. No. Um, and then as soon as the, the clock hit zero, I said, everybody out. And I turned the TV off. <laughs> so, yep. Yeah. And it's devastating. I mean, my cousin... Um, we kind of have a, a, a rocky kind of, we've, we've had a, you know, a, a, without getting too personal, you know, we, we don't always have the best relationship. She kind of, you know, was not, not able to be happy for me at like critical moments in right. my life. Just very, a very jealous person right. um, at times. Well, you know, that, that cousin is a Broncos fan. Uh. So of course, and, and obviously one of those people that you know thinks she knows everything there is to know about football um, and you know of course she was like oh you know come to my super bowl party and i'm like uh surrounded by my grandmother who they converted into a broncos fan and my aunts who are now broncos fans like i was i considered because it was family but then i was really glad that i didn't because like it, it wasn't it wasn't something like I mean, obviously, I, I did text her congratulations, uh, you know, on, on your on your win. But it was a couple days before I did that. Right. You know, like, I had some... I really, like, it's a lot like griefing. Like, it really is. You, you literally grieve when... And, and I know that there's plenty of fans out there that, you know, of, of other teams that may be listening in that don't know this because their team has been, you know, like like Patriots fans, like young Patriots fans don't remember what it was like before they were right they got and they're spoiled you know what i mean yeah. and they're yeah. spoiled and they, they know what it's like to go home the winner and i can say like in, in in my life and obviously in your life too the two times we made it to the big game we both went home on the losing side and it, it's a lot like losing a like it's it's i mean it's not even funny but it's it's like when you think about it i compare it a lot to like what it's like to like lose a loved one. It, there's a lot of anger. There's there's crying. It's, it's a whole like. You're exactly process. right. And um, my, my, I remember my, my son was was crying the night they lost. And uh, so I, I kept yeah. him home from school the next day. And uh, we went yeah. to the, the the stadium and waited for the Panthers to get home um, off off the plane. Yeah. I just felt like we had to be there. Um, you know what? And that's a good message to teach your son too. That even when you, it's to just support them. Right. You know, love them, winner, exactly. Lose, because that's what we're all here for. Winning would be great, but it's really the men who play for our team, the men that make the organization worth celebrating and worth cheering yep. for every Sunday that make us fans and make us proud to be fans, whether we win the Super Bowl or not. Yes, we would love to, and I do believe we will, but... That's awesome that you guys were there. I totally it, wish I could have been there. It was really heartwarming because there was like a thousand people there. 
and and yeah. and just being among all those people that felt the same way we did it was very therapeutic for us and yes. and it really said a lot about our base that a thousand people showed up to wait for them when they came back from losing the super bowl i thought it was amazing yeah i mean you hear about stories all the time where the teams get back and they're it's completely empty like they they're they're like mad at the team and you know i i just feel like i feel like too like the way the stars align i felt like we were almost set up to lose because manning was retiring yeah. it was they they made a huge deal about that and i mean i just kind of felt like in a way I mean it, it it's rotten for us fans and it's rotten for the players that played their heart out on our team on, on our side of the ball. But I feel like the media kind of had it in for this like Manning rides off into the sunset a chance once more. Yeah, you know, I like, agree. I kind of felt like the media wanted that. So yeah, I felt that the whole two weeks and then uh and then when they said the Cotri didn't catch that ball which he clearly caught. Um he clearly yep, caught that. I I yes. just felt like you know, it just this didn't feel like it was going to go our way that day. No, no, and, and I got, I totally got that vibe. And you know, like I said, especially dealing with my cousin, and she, you know, would post things like with Vontez, you know, Burfitt when he was twisting oh, yeah. when we played the thing with um, Von yep. Miller on her team, like stacking Cam. Like she would like post pictures, like knowing it would be on the top of my feed, like. And I would just have to like, you know, hide my phone, yep. hide it, hide it, hide <laughs> it. You know, like, you know, I was actually like so, so frustrated, you know, and and sad after that was over. On top of the fact that, I mean, it's awesome that you guys had each other and you were able to kind of find that therapeutic. I mean, I'm surrounded by Eagles fans for God's sakes. Like, I didn't hear the end of it forever. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> But on the positive, the positive side of that is now any Falcons fans that are around the area catch the flack now with the twenty eight. Yeah, oh yeah. So like, and I, and I've kind of faded into obscurity. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 in that same regard, when they showed uh, when the Falcons buses pulled up after they got home from the Super Bowl, there was like eight people standing there. Yeah, which is yeah. sad. I mean, when you think about it, like that's your team. I mean, you 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 when you pick a team. You know, it's it's a lot like a marriage. There are going to be good times. There are going to be bad times. But you stick it out, and and you know you make you make things work right. because that's that's your team, and you love them just like you love your right. spouse. And I always that's why I never understood like people that can just flop teams and switch and move around like or move with a player. I'm like, what 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 loyalty do you have? Okay, you have a loyalty to a player, but what happens when they retire? Then? Yeah. Like, Like, don't don't you don't you like want uh, a team? I know that there's a new TV show they keep talking about a lot about you know a guy trying to find his. Yeah, I, I saw the commercial for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, part of me wants to watch it, see who he picks. Then part of me doesn't. I'm like, if he picks the Saints, I'm gonna like punch a wall yeah, or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and you know these and it's funny. these experiences. You know the difficult experiences mm -hmm. will make when we finally yes. when we finally do win one, it'll make it even sweeter. Right. You know, yeah. if you win all the time, or, or um, you know, kind of like the Patriots do, it, it's it's you lose appreciation. You do, and uh, you know, and, and Yankee fans are a lot like that. Um, they they well, expect we, to win every. I'm a Yankee fan, okay, so you know. <laughs> and when we lost when, when we lost the the World Series, I was like, what? 
what is it's it? almost yeah we we're supposed to win right. you you don't but i was i was born into that 28 championship like culture right I was born in the so 80s there's a when the, when the yankees were picking up and then the 90s it was pretty much entirely run by right. the yankees in the 90s yeah. and 2000s when i was you know becoming an adolescent and 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 becoming into my own so i mean but here's the thing too i'm not really like i'll watch baseball like when the yankees are in the playoffs but i'm a new jersey devils fan as far as hockey goes and the carolina panthers so like those two teams like that's all i like care right like everybody can go like you know pull up in a hat like i was talking to my one friend who is a a saint fan uh shout out to justin and we were talking i'm like you know you're I mean, he 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 is uh, quite a character. He likes to poke fun at me and all the time, and I do it back to him. We 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 really rip into each other here and there. But I mean, that's typical. You get a Saints and a Panthers fan. Oh, you have to, yeah. There's bound to be some 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 nature, and of course, sometimes he he can't. Sometimes just can't take it. And I always say to his face, I go Google. I go I go look up in GIF. Look up classless, and it's one of your fans taking the ball from that poor Bengals. Right, that's right. <laughs> so, so I, I always, you know, and and he's like, well, you know, we're not all like that. And he really like, he gets really passionate when I say that. Like most Saints fans are jerks, but I mean, in my experience, at least from what I've seen on Twitter and from what they've shown, like on highlights from games, like they seem a little hostile, yeah. like. You know, I've never been to a, a rival um, stadium. I've actually, I've never even been to a, a home game. I'm, I'm New Jersey born and raised. So um, getting down there, you know, it's, I'd like to. It's on my list of things to do within the next few years. Yeah, you years. definitely should. Uh, it's a great experience. You know, and, and definitely if I come down, I want to meet up with a bunch of you on Twitter and actually like have face-to-face conversations yeah. with you guys because I feel like, we're so close and we know each other and we know the way, you know, we, we, we always have so much to say about, you know, our, our boys. And, you know, I was so happy when, when Lynn got to, you know, got that, that stand, that, that music, you know, they sang to her, you know, Lena, stand there when you're not strong, right. you know, and, and I was just like, I, I, I got emotional with that because I just felt as though like she deserves it and like I, I I've gotten to know so many of you and I feel like you know you're part of my family and like when I'll you know like say something I'll be like well you know the voice says this or you know like you know and you know Anthony says this like I you know I talk about you guys like you guys are like my, my like I know I know you all yeah. personally you're my friends and we were talking about this and Panther Nation thinks this and we don't you know like I feel like I'm like when people like ask me certain things that are local. I feel like I'm like I'm like the spokesperson. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, Panther Nation feels yeah. this way about it. Yeah, and it, it's a great place to turn again during a, during a tough loss. It's yeah. Twitter is and very I did, therapeutic. I relied, I relied on Twitter a lot Same. during. Me that. too. Yeah. You yeah. know, it, it, especially like I said, I'm I'm. Um, you know, uh, being here in New Jersey, I'm, there's a lot of Giants fans. There's a lot of, you know, and even the Saints fan that I grew up with that I was telling you about, like, even we have, like, 
a sort of respect that it's like we know we're both like a rare breed here like of people that like a team in the NFC South and me and him like one thing we'll always agree on is like the NFC South is like I think the most dominant NFC division and I think that they sleep on us every year yeah, and, I really do and I think <laughs> after this year they're not going to be able to you know with no. three of the four teams in the playoffs yeah absolutely and I have to ask you, out of all of the um, the games this this year that we've played, um, what do you think of of Jameis Winston? I have to ask this. I've asked this to every Panther fan. I've even asked this to, like, like I said, my Saints fan friend, and he actually shares the same sentiments as me. But I, I want to see what what do you think of Jameis Winston? You know, he's he's so hot and cold. Um... You know, there are times where I feel like, eh, he's not going to be anything in this league. He's going to be mediocre at best. But then mm-hmm. I'll put up a great game. And and I was thinking that through most of the season. I was like, this guy is not going to last. I mean, I, right. but, then, but then he actually played very well um, the three divisional games. He played well against the Falcons yeah. that Monday night. He he played yeah. well against us, and then, he, and then he beat the Saints. So... Yeah. I, I'm still not sure, and I, they, I'm still a little bit concerned about them going into the next year because they, they really played very well the last three games. Um, yeah, yeah, they did. And they have they have talent I mean, on that team. So. They do, they do. Um, I, I kind of, I mean, I think in the same way that people critique Cam about him needing to mature, I think that, you know, I think that while I felt the same as you, I didn't think he was going to be much. And then he, he surprised me a little bit at the end, especially when he, you know, played us that, that final, that final game that they played us. Uh, I was, I was, I was, you know, kind of impressed, but then he left a very bad taste in my mouth at the end when he had that hippie fit that he got intercepted. Like, uh, I know. And he was pushing his coaches and he was, I'm like, this guy, like, I get passion, but like, knocking his pushing his players trying to I'm like and then my my Saints fan um acquaintance we grew up together right. you know he he sent me a video and I didn't watch the game because it was I think we were playing at the same time of him like fight like of him fighting with um oh Lattimore like Lattimore Mike Evans yeah and Winston were all pushing and shoving I'm like and I don't like that. No. I, I don't, I have no respect for that type of culture because when you create that kind of culture on the field, I feel like you're letting young kids and young fans think that it's okay to treat people on the opposing, you know, I, I like people like on our team are just class acts. Like even though Thomas Davis got, um, you know, suspended, you know, I, I was really mad when they tried to like kind of. Oh my up god! Yeah. Because because he sat with that man until he got up, and you know he was very like he that was never his intention. No. He's not he's not like what that what Gronk no. did. What Gronk did to them. I, I'm not sure exactly who he hit, but that late hit on that poor guy. I mean, could have ended his yeah. career. Yeah, and you can tell you can tell by TD's reaction that he was devastated. So there was absolutely, and that's why I think there's a big difference between something. But you never hear people talk about. I mean, yes, people did talk about that hit with Gronk, but I feel like 
when the Panthers do something or the Panther players do something, the media makes a huge deal about yeah. it. Yeah. You know, Cam Cam made a comment and you know, I don't like that girl on Twitter, Jordan Rodriguez, whatever. Yeah. You know, I don't I she was a troublemaker, I thought, from day one. But the media ripped Cam apart. Meanwhile, Gronk, you know, was basically giving a, a reporter an unsolicited like laugh yeah. dance during a and, but that's no, it was it was laughed off, which it was which was ridiculous, off. right? Uh. And I'm and and I actually wrote an article about it because I'm like, you know what? If I was a female reporter and I was talking about roots, you know, my father was a was a coach, um, you know, of all my brother's football teams. My brother played. I grew up in a very like football. I mean, we we love hockey, but it's a very football dominant um, sport in my house. Right. Growing up, uh, that was the atmosphere. You you watched footballs on Sunday, and you had a nice yep. dinner. Like that that was my culture growing up. So like, if if Cam were to like make a comment like that to me, I, I would probably like be like a little bit of a smart, you know, you know what better? Like, what are you surprised? Oh well, I, I I feel lucky then. I'm I'm like I've impressed you. Nice. Like I wouldn't care. Like it wouldn't bother me. Like it bothered her. Yeah, and I really and it don't. So many women. Yeah, and I really don't think I, him. Don't think he, he, he didn't mean any harm by it. Right. I don't think he was saying you know, it maliciously in any way. No, and like I said, I probably would have laughed it off and made like a like you know a, a cheeky comment back. You know what I mean? That's probably how I would have handled it. Like, oh, I guess you haven't met very you know met very many. Uh, football savvy girls there, right you know? like, and that would have and that would have been the better way for her to handle it instead of instead of going absolutely. on twitter and, and 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 ranting about it right and then i mean really she did herself in because then the entire fan base bounced yeah. on her yeah. and i even wrote the charlotte observer i said listen i don't live down there but i have family that sends me issues of you know different panther articles I will not. They will not buy from you anymore. If, if and then sure enough, they made her come out with the statement that you know that she uh, you know was sorry, which I, I thought was so like half half assed and insincere. Oh, you can like, tell it was, was forced. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, don't even bother. Like, but I do. I think that the media demonizes our team, and I'm really and I think I can speak for the entire fan base when I say. We're getting tired of it too, and it, it's it's getting to a point where I feel like this year, you know, we're gonna start speaking out more. And if people are gonna be demonizing Cam, well, then you know what? They better make sure that they're squeaky clean because we're gonna get some dirt on them and force them to apologize. Yeah, them. and that's the and that's <laughs> the thing. The stuff that Cam does isn't that bad. No, uh, and he does a lot of good for the. He does way more good for the community. But everyone seems fixated on his, you know, discrepancies or what they don't agree with about him. But he's just a charismatic right. person. And really, I'm the same way. Like I said, I understand Cam because Cam and I are both Tauruses. We're, I'm, I'm only a few days older than Cam Newton. So, like, my personality is very, people love me or people hate me. I mean, there are people on, on Twitter you know, I won't mention any names, but there's a girl that does not like me. And I do not like her. We just did not get along. I have a very, you know, I'm, I'm very honest. I'm very brutal. Um, I've, I've, I've put 
people in our place that that, that pe- people in their place that say things that I feel like are out of line. Right. And I just I am who I am, and that's how Cam is. It, it definitely is. We're and, we're unapologetically who we are. We're and, honest. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And, and, and I, for me, I, I find it refreshing with Cam. Mm-hmm. Um, he wears his heart on his sleeve. He does. Um, but you know, and the stuff that he does that people complain about, he's never hurt anybody. It, it's most of it's harmless stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's, I think the criticism of, it, of him is very unfair. Very, very highly unfair. Highly, highly unfair. And I, I think that I'm glad that we as a fan base, you know, are able to recognize that and and really I mean you're always gonna have those people those like point zero two percent that like hate him even within our fan base you come across them in like the dark spaces of the internet every now and then yeah. but for every person that has an issue with him there's more of us that that absolutely love him oh so, for sure yeah Cam Newton if you're ever listening to this we love you. We definitely do. It was funny, but right before I, I came on with you, I had a, a, a meeting at work. Um, and my, mm-hmm. my job is actually in New York. I work from home down here. Oh, okay. So I was on video. And one of the things we had to do before all these meetings is we go around and everybody says basically what's on their mind, uh, whether it's work or something outside of work. Right. Um, so I say, well, I'm going on a, a podcast for the first time uh, to talk about the Panthers. And so immediately someone yells, are you pissed at Cam Newton? I'm like, no, I love Cam Newton. So he's our guy. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, yeah. And, yeah. and I think people are learning that, like, from opposing ends, you know, out in the Twitterverse that we, like, we're to the, and you can back me up on this. If you are to trash Cam, Cam Newton, we will come at you. Yeah. Like, we will attack you and we won't stop till you're at your keyboard crying. Like, leave Cam Newton alone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, and I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, the offensive linemen, it's their job to protect their quarterback. And yes. I, that's how I feel. I feel like it's my job yeah. to protect him. I will never say anything bad right. about him. And I'll defend even, yes. even if he's wrong, I'll still defend well, him. I will defend him. Yeah. Absolutely. I, um, I, I, I feel that about all the guys. Like I said, there's only one. The Carolina Panther in, in, in history that I despise and that I've disowned and I would never defend if someone put a gun to my head and that's Ray Of course. Everybody else, everybody else, I I defend them I defend them with my life. Yep. And and I, I always will. Like my you know, I, I don't care what any our team as as much as they got their faults, there are. You know, right. There are right. And, and we protect ours. And I will say that about our fan base. You know, we're very protective of our voice. We're very possessive of our team. And we don't let outsiders. I mean, we might bicker amongst ourselves, amongst little trivial crud. But we don't let people, like, bash our team from the outside. Right. Like, and, and it's funny because, you know, one, one of us will be taking on somebody and then I'll get a mention like, Brittany, help me out here. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, I got you. And Paul will be like, what are you doing? I'm like, Panther Nation, we're going to war. Like, you, and your, you and your, like, Panther people. I'm it's like, true. I'm like, that's yeah, right. It is true. And, and it's, it's funny because my favorite movie, like, one of my favorite movies of all time is Forrest Gump. And the one scene where he walks in, you know, 
to the, the Black Panther party, and he goes, "You're like, sorry, I, sorry, I interrupted your Panther party. Like, <laughs> if Tom needs me to do something, he'll be like, oh, sorry, I interrupted your Panther party.'" <laughs> and I'm like, "That's right, you interrupted my Panther party." That's very funny. <laughs> it is. It is. I love that movie. That is like that is a great movie. Movies. So. How do you feel about um, Wilkes leaving? Where do you think he's going to land? I don't know. You know, it, 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 at first it seemed like he was good as gone. But he, but right? he hasn't gotten an offer yet as far as I know. Um, so yeah. I don't know. You know, hmm. there's, I mean, I was saying that the, the Giants look like they're going to go in another, another That's direction. That's what I was going to say. Right. Yeah. And then he met with Arizona, but he, he left there without an offer. And then he's supposed to go yeah. to uh, Indianapolis for an interview. So right. I don't know. I mean, there's, I, I guess there is a possibility he comes back after all this. Yeah. I mean, which obviously would be because I really didn't want him to leave to begin with. Because, like, I literally feel I felt like, you know, we lost McDermott. Obviously, you know, he did all right for himself his first year in Buffalo. He got them to the playoffs, which was their first time making an appearance in like 30-something years? It was a long time, I yeah. It was a very long time. I think it was like 35 years. They had the, they had the oh. longest drought of all four professional sports without a playoff appearance. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a long drought. So yeah. he got them there. So, I mean, I think that speaks volumes. Because, you know, you do have some people like Norb Turner, as we mentioned earlier, that while they have success either as offensive or defensive coordinator, they don't have that like lightning doesn't strike twice they don't have that success as like a head coach so i mean i'm sure i'm sure will you know as much as he you know is positive wherever he goes he'll he'll run the team fantastic i have i have faith in him wherever he gets placed and i i do hope selfishly he stays with us but i feel as though there's always that that possibility you know what i mean like he's He's going into something, and and there's no guarantee that he's gonna. And you know, there are some people where they'll keep you for a year, and if they don't like what you're doing, you're out. Yeah, that happened. That happened with uh, Chudzinski. He got fired at Cleveland after one year. Yeah, yeah. He he got he got let go, and uh, I don't think I think Chud is actually still out. He is. His name was kind of tossed into a hat when um, it was announced that. Schuler got relieved of right. his duties. So, um, I, I'm not sure. So, that's interesting. And, of course, one of the top articles on the Panthers app was Eric Washington. Yeah. Did he, you know, get just, would he in-house just get promoted to defense coordinator? Or there's a possibility that he, he could leave with, with yeah, I saw I saw and, that, too. And, uh, you know, like, like we said earlier, Rivera likes to promote from within. So, he would yeah. certainly be the next guy in line to become the defensive coordinator. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess it would be what... I mean, I don't know. I mean, if you're you're comparing, it would be the same job. You'd be a defensive coordinator in either spot, either, either right. with Wilkes or, or with the Panthers. Or, right. So... I mean, I, I don't see him wanting to leave with Wilkes if he has the chance to get promoted to be, like, the, the main, like, guy. That's what I'm thinking because ultimately, guys want to get up to be like the D coordinator. 
so that way that they could get, you know, eventually get up to like head coaching right. games. So I think that if he goes with Wilkes, he's going to just stay under him. And I feel like if you want to move up in life, you, you've got to sometimes not just follow your mentor. Right. You know, you've got to have learned from your mentor, take the reins, show that you're capable, and then you'll get looked too. Right. You know, I don't think it's a coincidence that within the span of two seasons, two defensive coordinators have been getting looked at for head coaching jobs, and Shula has Definitely not. not. There's no coincidence at all. I mean, that speaks volumes. And, and if you look at his track record, even prior to coming to the Panthers, he has no playoff wins. He went the furthest with us when he took us when we went to the Super Bowl. Right. And then he lost it. So he loses. He has a track record of losing big games. Definitely. The, yep. the trail follows him from the very yep. beginning when he started coaching. I, I, I don't think, I mean, I know the Shulas have a steakhouse, and I always said he's probably better off managing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not the offensive mind that his father Definitely not. Definitely not. Yep. And I remember Don Shula, you know, with with the Dolphins. One of their undefeated seasons was under Don Shula. So I remember when we first got word of Chud, I mean, I liked Chud, but it was a bit scary. But when I found out we were hiring, you know, Don Shula's son, I had really, I I think I had high hopes for him. Yeah, but the the, the, the one thing about that, though, is he's, you know, Don Shula was from a different era. Football has completely changed since oh, he yeah. was in the game. And and yeah. uh, Mike Shula obviously learned from his dad, and, and it was a more of a conservative time. Football was a lot more conservative back yeah. then. Oh, yeah. And I just don't think the Panthers have evolved. I don't think our future is in conservative football and playing not to lose. The game today isn't that way. The game today, the game no. today is much more aggressive. Yeah. You need a more... And like... My husband, like, my husband thinks that it's a joke when I literally sit there and yell at my TV every Sunday. Like, I want a cutthroat offense. I want a hold no ball, hold, take no prisoners. You know, like, I want, like, a real aggressive offense. That's what I want to see. I want to see when we have our, like, when we have our, you know, foot on someone's throat, we keep pressing and we don't let them back into the game. You know, and that's what I that's what I want to see in the future. Yeah. And I think that if we wanna hoist the Lombardi like so many of those men deserve, particularly Greg Olson, you know, Luke Heatley, um, yeah. Davis, Kwan Short, like all those men, Mario Addison, all of them deserve that moment in the sun, yeah. you know, so to speak. And I like really you know, people think I'm crazy. You know, when I when I was saying this, I said this two years ago. You know, I think the only way the Panthers are going to win a Super Bowl is if we play much less conservative and much more aggressive. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I totally agree with that, and I, and I hope this move moves in that direction. You know. Yeah, and I hope with a new owner. That's why I'm hoping if new owners a fan who is watching every Sunday like us. It could be like, you know, and as much as I hate the Saints, and trust me, my blood, like, they're out of all the teams in the, in our, in our like, division, I think I hate them the most. <laughs> yeah, it's, 
For me, it's the Falcons. Falcons are a hard second, though. Like, the Bucks are kind of like, I see them at this point as like that little brother that'll talk trash, but if you push them into the locker and shut the door, you know, yeah. like, they'll, they'll, they'll whine, but you know, just, okay, whack you in the back of the head, buzz yeah. off, you know, but they don't bother me as much as the, the Falcons and the Saints fans do. Um, but I will say about the Saints and something that I liked that I saw was I... I really liked how aggressive their offense well, that's... was. They didn't give they didn't give our defense like time to it. They just kind of like just kept going, kept going, kept going, and that's what I want. Right, the and Sean Payton is a great offensive coach. Um, yeah, he really is. I call him the great. <laughs> I, I gotta give him credit. Yeah, I'm here. not gonna say He's I'm not gonna brilliant. say I like him, but his the way he coaches offensively is, is brilliant. And Absolutely. and we can use someone like that on on the offensive side of the ball. Oh, no doubt. You know how many ti- how many no times doubt. on on like Twitter like before before one of our games, you know, someone will post, "All right, what's our first play going to be?" And 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 it's always run up the middle, and it is every single time. Yes. <laughs> yes, and there was a meme floating around with like a, a PlayStation controller. And it was, you know, Mike Shula's, like, guys, you know, Madden, rump the middle, you know, pass, you know, like, like different things that were just so predictable. And I don't, I don't like that. Like I said, it's a problem when the announcers are, you know, saying Mike Shula lacks creativity. There's no creativity. You know what they're going to do. So now, I mean, we we the fans have been saying this for years. And now we have to, you know, the bobbleheads, you know, the talking heads saying it yeah. too. And it's like, you know, okay. You know, they, even they're seeing it. So we, we know as fans we're not being ridiculous, so to speak. Right. It's, you know, um, it, it's something that I feel. But that's what I feel like, especially in the future. Like like you said, the Bucks are getting good. The Falcons somehow managed to stay in it. The Saints have improved. You know, we got to be a, a cutthroat team to want to stay on top. Yeah. we got to be aggressive. Right. Otherwise, you know, in a year or two, we're looking at last place. You know, realistically, if we can't get up to speed and keep up with our division and really give them HE double hockey sticks, you know. Totally. We're not, yeah. you know, we, we need to be able to hang. And our division is aggressive. Even even the Falcons, you know, they, they were they're they're iffy at that. Sometimes they're good. Some, most of the time they're just choke artists. Yeah. But <laughs> which which I loved, by I the do. way. That was you know, as bad as last year was, watching them lose the Super Bowl the way they did just made it all worth it. <laughs> oh yeah, because you know, of course they were they were ripping us a new uh yeah. about not winning the Super Bowl the year before. Oh, you embarrassed the division. Well, you embarrassed the division. That ain't ever going away. You guys are never living down, blowing a twenty-eight to three. Yeah, no, like, that was unparalleled. You, <laughs> you will never live that down. Like I will be a fifty-year-old woman saying to a Falcons fan, "You know, before you were born, <laughs> your team blew a twenty-eight to three lead." I think that that's just something that's part of. You know, but I think we as the fans are, are very passionate. So we want that kind of aggressive football. And I, I think I can speak for all of us when I when I say I hope that with a new owner, 
hope they're a fan that says, look, this is what we need to do. This is where we need to change. That's what I'm hoping. Because, um, again, with, with Jerry Richardson was an old school guy. Um, his football yeah. philosophies was old school. You know, he was, oh, yeah. he was you know, you know he's, they, they've always had a uh, defensive-minded head coach. Yeah. And um, always. Because that's the way football was back then, was it was defense first yeah. and run the ball on the offensive side of the ball. And right. it was always kind and of... And it's pin- not like that. It's anymore. not like the that. The game is so diverse. And it's especially frustrating because every week, now I'm finding with these reps that it's a matter of what constitutes as a catch changes every single week. And my father, being a Jets fan, like, they were robbed of several touchdowns this year, the Jets. Well, they, I mean, they technically should have beaten us in that game. Because I thought that that yeah. one catch and that they that they was originally ruled a touchdown, and then they said it wasn't. I thought that looked, that looked like a clean catch to me. Yeah, I mean, but that wasn't the only game, and I wasn't right. just talking about. You know, I'm talking about highlights that they played on the evening news, like locally, yeah. like from te- from games throughout the year. And I really think that the NFL as a whole, starting with our you know horrendous commissioner, um, I I think that they need to hold you know, NFL officials to a higher standard. You know, like, you had two guys, like, especially with the intentional grounding call with Cam. The head ref said it was. The two other supporting refs said it wasn't. They were arguing before, like, before the penalty was even called. And then, you know, the head ref ultimately, like, one out and that killed our momentum so it's like moments like that I really think that the refs really need to be held more accountable for their calls especially missed calls yeah. like that and then, the, and then the, there's no way that was intentional no grounded. definitely not and then the play a few plays earlier with the Mike Adams interception where that yeah. was not an interception he never had the ball No, and that cost us I think 16 yards you know that, yeah. that point of the game 16 yards is valuable Very valuable. Very valuable indeed. I mean, but you think about it, too, in a way, when you think about it, because, I mean, look at, like, what's his name? I can't think of the name right now, but he was catching his own, like, fumble. So, in a way, like, I I think that, I mean, you can't change it all. I mean, you're going to get a a cruddy call. I just think it was really kind of bad luck for the Panthers that we, like, just so happened to get to that game. But, like I said, it all goes back to even the Super Bowl. If, if they'd have ruled that Kachiri caught that, we would have been looking at a different scenario. That could have changed the tide yeah. and changed the, changed the entire Because it was, I think it was two plays left where they had the, the strip sack. Yeah. Um, and that wouldn't yeah. have happened because Kachiri, they would have been like in midfield. So, yeah. totally different story if, if that was ruled properly. Yeah. Absolutely. So I I do think that there's a lot of things, you know, that obviously we need to change within, you know, our our, our coaching. I think this season we're gonna see a really big shakeup as far. It as, sure seems like it. And and you know what? I know a lot of people are really scared of change. You know what? I welcome it. If it if if someone if like honest to goodness if if things need to get done, I'd rather it get done these next few years to kind of reclaim our identity to then make it when we make it and win right. you know it'll all be worth it when we when we win it i just hope we win it in a in a manner that you know 
a lot of guys that could retire in the next few weeks, few years, or, you know, weeks in, in Pepper's case, depending on what he chooses to do, can see it, can, can be there. And I still think that, like, I would love Peppers to come back and take on, like, a supporting role, even if he doesn't play. I would love to see him mentor and, like, you know, help whoever our D coordinator, whether it stays as Wilkes, whether it's Washington that moves up, whether it's an... I, I would like to see him still come around well, and I, kind of mentor. And I, I think the way the guys reacted to him, um, whether as a player or if he was a coach, there, there's a lot of value there. And there's a lot of respect. Oh, tre- tremendous. Like, yeah. Hands down. There's a lot of love. There's a lot of respect. I know they're talking about uh, Star Latule is going into free agency. Um, yeah, that's Nor- Norwell is the big one. Norwell, I think, is is our number one priority. I, I think um, he's more important than than Star um, because the yeah. line the line isn't great, and uh, right. they really need him. I, I think losing him uh, would be tough to overcome. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was like, and, and I got to say, you know, and it's crazy because I was I was talking to, you know, during the game, how Gin, I, I was, I really became very <laughs> annoyed at Gin that, of course, of all places that he went, he went to the, the, the division rival. Yeah. And, um, and I just, I remember saying to the, um, the, the Panther, you know, on the Panther boards and stuff like that on you know, I was like, of course, he giveth, he taketh away for us, but that son of a gun didn't miss a step against us. Like, what gives? <laughs> I know. And then I was saying to my friend when he caught that ball, I was like, that's a ball he would have dropped for us. That is you the know? exact <laughs> ball he would have dropped for us. Yep. Yep. That, that was painful watching that, that. That was extremely painful. And, and like I said, just like it took me a while to forgive Peppers, I think if Gin, ever, Gin Jr. ever came back, it would take me a very long time to forgive him. I agree. For, for what he did to us on Sunday. Because, yeah. And then, you know, for him to turn around and be like, oh, I didn't want to leave, but there wasn't a deal done in time. Well, you know what? Have some loyalty. Yeah. That ex- man ex- has no loyalty to us. Except I actually, I, um, I used to work at one of the, the sports stores in the mall. And okay. and a guy came in. I was talking to him, and he was he was next door neighbors with Ken. And um, this was right before, or right I think, or maybe it was right after he signed with the Saints, like literally days uh, days okay. after. And mm-hmm. he said he was crushed that he didn't want to leave here in the worst way. Um, his his right. kids were just starting school again, and um, he did not want to leave. He was very upset. Um, and I think it was Gettleman just didn't offer him a contract. Right. So I, I do say I, I don't blame him as much because he didn't want to leave. Right. But I he didn't mean, have he didn't I have a choice. Was, yeah, I don't know how long he's there with the Saints, but hopefully, you know, he he does consider you know coming back. You know, yeah, I don't know how long he signed for. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was that was Gettleman made a few of those moves that I disagreed with. Um, yeah, I was kind of happy to see him go. In a, in a lot of ways, I was, but there was some things that he handled that just rubbed me the wrong way, and obviously rubbed the players the wrong way, the way so many of them reacted to him. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I think that that, hurt, that that is what hurt the most, because I feel like when he came in, that's basically, like, our whole team got sh- shooken up. Like, 
players that have been with us for so long were leaving angry and, you know, leaving hurt, leaving, you know, and I feel like we let it go on. The one thing I will give him credit for, and it's funny because he's now since, you know, gone on to the Giants, um, but he he did do very well in the draft. I got to say, like, he got us Luke. He got us. He did do fairly. I would give him, like, a B plus in the draft. Yeah, I mean, he definitely made mistakes too. But he, I mean, he got he yeah. got some impact players, no doubt about that. Yeah. So, I, but to say that, but to have that be like the best thing I could say about a general manager, like of my team, I think is kind of you know, stinky. Like, you know, yeah, you do well in the draft, but nobody likes you, and you let so many people just walk. And my and my concern was that what free agents going to want to come here? with the GM treating people like that. Yeah. You know, when he's, nope. he was literally treating players like, like, like a fantasy owner would dress up, click, you're released, you know, and not, yeah. and totally taking away the human I mean, side of it. You think, you think about too, like how many times, and I know that they'll probably never let that poor kid live it down. I say kid because I call anyone a kid that's younger than me. <laughs> Brett and Burson, you know how many times they've released him and then signed him and then released I him know. and signed I him. It was five times. I mean, I, I, yeah, I have a tremendous respect for that kid because, you know, he started off as a fan, yeah. just like you and me, and he he always wanted to play and he stayed loyal, like he waited for that call again. And I was so proud when he made like those catches. And man, if he didn't slip on that darn yeah. turf, he would have been gone. And I really have seen him like evolve as a yeah. player, and I'm really like, I really love, I, I love Burst, and I'm really starting to, you know, like really, you know, have a tremendous amount of, like, because I'm someone like in my life, I've faced a lot, I've overcome a lot of adversity, and like when I see somebody do the same, like I have like a level of respect for them that I, I can't even describe, and like Burst and. The fact the fact that he's made an NFL career out of nothing basically has has been yeah. remarkable. Very yeah. remarkable. And he made a, he made a big catch in that that Tampa Bay game. I mean that last drive. Yeah. You know, they, I think him and Kellen Clay had two huge catches to get Cam in that position to score that touchdown. And, Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. And I think in the future, you know, now that he's shown what he's capable of, I mean, he's not. He's not a god, you know. He's not—he's not perfect. He's—he's he's gonna, you know, mess up here and there. But I really think that he's gonna take on a much larger role next year. I think he really got himself noticed, and I—and I think that he's in, in a position where, as long as he's consistent week after week, you know, I, I really don't think he'll get cut again. I think that he'll—he'll he'll become, he'll take on more of an. Yeah, I think there's there's a spot for him. You just don't want him as your number two receiver like he was in the no. playoff game. That's like number number three. You know, maybe you know, maybe you know. I would say he's he's best left as uh, you know, uh, in case of emergency. Right. Break totally. Back. totally. That's yeah. Such a player, but right. it's good to have him and. I admire his loyalty, not just as a player, but as a fan, because he's a fan of us, too. So I feel like, you know, like he grew up watching Panthers football just like me. So, like, in a way, I feel like he's different than any guy that's, like, you know, drafted to our team. And he he was a kid that was a fan that is passionate about this 
football team. And that's why I feel like I kind of have a special spot in my heart. I call him Sunshine. I go, yeah. that's my ball of sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> now he's, he's got a cool story. He definitely does. He does. He really does. Yeah. So, I, and I would. And, you know, as long as he shows that he's capable, I would love to see him take on a more active role in the offense. Yeah. Because I think when used, you know, especially just even to shake things up for a player, too, people won't expect him. And then, boom, he could do what he did in the playoffs and get Cam in a position where he can score. Right. Which is ultimately what we want to do. I do not want to rely on field goals. Like, Gano scares the living snot out yeah. of me. Plus, like, like you said, you you have to score touchdowns to win. And, uh, you, you know, that, play- that playoff game, the first half, you know, we... Oh, my we, God, we were, like, allergic to yeah, the Yeah, we game. each scored three times. Both teams, yeah. we scored three field goals. They scored three touchdowns. Right. And, it's... and that, in the end, was the difference. Yeah. And really, you know, and, and I said it when Gano missed that 25-yarder. I was like, this is going to come back and haunt us. This is going to come back and haunt us. And sure as, no, sure as anything. That's, did. yep. And I, I was saying that to my friends on that the last drive. I was like, if he made that field goal, that we would have been a field goal away from winning that game, not needing a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep, and and that that I think is is what it comes down to. So obviously, um, our priorities this off season, which you and I, you know, if, if you're available next Thursday, we can you know, or we could discuss different options or different names that, you know, even as draft gets closer, who we would like to see. Definitely. You know, I don't really follow college ball, but. I might look into it just to see if the prospects of who we could come away with. Yeah, I, um, I watch it, but I don't follow the players closely until until the combine. Then I then I start reading up on all of them. Okay. Yep, that's what I do. And I I just like I don't know. College football just it's too slow paced for me. Like I like the kind of fast paced environment of like regular Yeah. It's it's I was never into it when I was living in New York. It, it's no. very big down here. Um, so yeah. I, I kind of just kind of grew into it. Okay. Um, it, it's fun to watch. I'm not as passionate, anywhere near as passionate about it as I am the NFL. Um, right. But it's, I'll put it on on Saturdays and when watch the games. And I, I've gone to a few of them and it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Now, let me ask you, um, you've obviously been to quite a few home games. What are they like? It's a, it's a, it's so much fun. It really is. It's. <laughs> One of the things, and this is one of these the issues coming up now with the stadium. Um, I like that the stadiums in, in Uptown Charlotte um, uh, because they don't have you know like in the the Meadowlands up in New Jersey they have that one huge parking lot around the stadium. Um, yeah. Here it's it's there's no real stadium parking. It's all the business owners that are up in, around the area will open up their parking lots for people to park in. So, right. um, so you get tons of different varieties of places to park, and then you get tons of, uh, you know, just just wild tailgates that people put up. Now, I have and, to ask you: Have you met any of the people that we talk to on Twitter? And you know, are they as awesome as they seem? <laughs> I I did early on. I haven't recently, because um, okay. most of the times now I go with my son. Um, okay. So we don't get there. We don't usually get there early. So I haven't uh, gone and tailgated in quite a while. Um, uh-huh. I, I did when I first started going to the games, um, but I haven't recently. I really need to do that, especially as he gets older, when we can start going to. Oh, absolutely. 
that's that's definitely Absolutely. definitely something I want to do. Um, yeah, I mean, I always said that if I were to ever like leave, you know, my home state of New Jersey, I would most definitely move to North Carolina. I would, I would, be, I would want to be close to where my Panthers are. And, it's you know, it's like, a that's, it's a great place to live. Yeah, I, I absolutely love it here. It's awesome. yeah, awesome. it's one of the one of the best decisions I ever made was moving here. Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely that's something. At, at any rate, I I would really you know I, I'm hoping maybe even next year I I can get down and 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 see the uh, the training camp and stuff like that's, that. That's I, I highly recommend that. Uh, yeah, it's, because it, it's a lot of fun. Um, Going there and, and watching them and, and watching them practice is a blast. It's... Yeah, I mean, I watch, I watch on Snapchat. Like, I I would sit there on my break and you know on my lunch break and you know eat my grapes or eat whatever I was having for lunch and watch you know and I just I I love I love just seeing like the different snaps of like they they go up to the fans that they're really up close and personal yeah. and. Like I do, like I love that type of, and like I always said, I'm like, cause you know, I'm I'm gonna be 29 this year, and then next year I'm gonna be 30, and I said, you know what, that's gonna be my gift to myself for my 30th birthday. I'm gonna like spend the week in Charlotte and just completely like immerse myself in like my my culture, as I call it, because it really is a different culture when you when you look at like you know my fandom versus the locals around here, you know, there's like a different kind of atmosphere. Like I, I, I just like to, I just want to be around my own fans and really like, just like immerse myself in like, you, you, you should definitely do that when you can. <laughs> I, I, I think you'll love it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So I, um, I, I, it's been an absolute pleasure. Do you, do you have anything that you would like to discuss before we sign off? Oh, there's a lot, <laughs> but we of can. Course. I think we we can uh, carry it over to next week because um, I, I could good. talk. I could talk all night about them. So, oh, um, so could I. And I'm looking. It's funny. I'm looking, and I'm like, I'm like, oh my stars! I'm like, we've we've gone over like two hours. Yeah, <laughs> we've we've been talking, but that's that's what I love about you on Twitter. Uh, I love about your family. I love about like our other members of Panther Nation. We're just really passionate. Like this is just something we could talk about forever and ever and ever and not get sick of definitely. Yep, never, <laughs> never. Yeah. Like, like we'll beat a dead horse about things oh, yeah. that are like on our team that we're and and it's good because I feel like the guys really appreciate that kind of support from us and. You know the the organization is 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 very appreciative of our loyalty yeah. and our on the whole, which of course makes anybody feel good because every every team has a has has fans that you know for the most part that have been there since day one that just love their team to no end, and it's nice when the organization can see that and like appreciate it. Like really, yeah. and and again with us with us being a smaller city, I feel like there's a real community uh, with, yeah. with this team, which um, which I, I haven't seen anywhere else in my life like this. Yeah. Um, with, so would you say there's definitely mostly Panther fans? Well, um, no, there's actually not. It, 
there's so many transplants that live here okay. um, that there there are a lot of fans of all different teams that that okay. are actually living in Charlotte. Um, okay. And because so many people have moved here from from other places, right. um, the city has grown so much, and it's largely from people moving from from other areas. Our area, yeah. Um, almost yeah. all my friends root for other teams. Um, they support the Panthers as their second team, but they have their their first team that okay. they grew up with. Um, okay. Where I was a little different, where I came down here, I just fell in love with Charlotte instantly. And, oh, and yeah. then I felt the connection with, with, with the Panthers and also in the same way with the Hornets. I just feel like this is... Yeah, I love... See, I'm a Hornets fan myself, um, actually. And it's, and it's funny because I remember being a little girl and I always swore I would move to North or South Carolina. Like, those little 50 state quarters, uh-huh. I would collect all the North and South Carolina. And I, I had a digital camera and a case for it. And I would, like, literally, I had... I probably had like a hundred bucks, dude, like in, in, <laughs> in quarters, like that I would just collect as if it said North or South Carolina. Like I always felt like I was going to end up down there. And like literally from day one, like I remember driving through when I was like six years old, like I was newly a Panther fan. I was, a, I was a little girl. We were driving to Disney World. And we stopped, you know, at, at, at like a, the crack, a Cracker Barrel in North Carolina. Right. And I just fell in love with the hospitality. Like, I just fell in love with how nice they were yeah. and how. And then they were like, you're from New Jersey, aren't you? I'm like, how do you know? And it was like, oh, your dialect, we could tell. And I was like, interesting. Like, When I first moved here, um, I, I forgot where we were going. We were going to some restaurant or something. And we were, got out of the uh-huh. car and we were walking in and someone... Like, okay. like we were nowhere near the door yet, and someone held the door open for us, and I was like, uh-huh. and I was like shocked. I, I yeah. couldn't believe it because you don't have that culture up here. You don't like. No, there's so many rude people, and they just walk and they they'll let the door like slam in your face, right. and you're like, how oh, she thanks, man. You know. Yeah, I used to. Or they'll or I'll hold the door and they'll walk through and they won't even say thank you. I'm like, you're welcome. Yeah, and yeah, I, I worked at, from uh, from Westchester into Manhattan. Uh, for a long time. Oh, okay. And I uh, just the minute I got off the train in Manhattan, I just my mood changed, and it was yeah. kind of. And then, uh, then when we found out that our our son was on the way, we we just like we got to move. Um, yeah. And it's it's it was a great decision. Yeah, and and that's awesome. So, like my husband and I, we we don't have any kids yet. We're not sure if we're gonna have any kids. We we haven't made an executive decision on that. Right. Um, we are still like in our late twenties, so. Um, it's it's not it's just not there right now. There's no desire to do so. Sure. Um, but I I always you know said I mean I, I have a nice little you know uh, you know I'm lucky I, I I can I can afford to live in you know I can afford to live in Jersey. You know what I mean? Like my husband, I went to college, got you know I have an associate's and a bachelor's degree. My husband, you know, went to trade school. He's you know he's he's in uh the construction trade so like you know the reason we were able to to get our our home and to get our is because you know only i'm only me you know was you know was the one that was in debt from going to college and you know like a lot of people in my state you know can't afford to live not at home so i mean I was always, you know, before we, we purchased our house four years ago, 
you know, it was definitely on the table that when I graduated, if we didn't find a place, you know, that we would look down, down, you know, down the Carolinas. But I mean, I always said if it ever got too expensive or taxes went up too ridiculously, like I would definitely consider it. I, yeah, that was that was one of our big draws that brought us down here was cost of living. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think that it's something that is is important. And, and you know, of course, obviously, my my love from when I was a little girl, like, like, inexplicable. I don't know what it, I can't even say it was like a specific, like, I just always felt like I, I, I'm, a, I'm a Carolina girl. Like, I always just kind of felt like I, I was a Carolina girl, like in my mind, in my heart. But I lived in New Jersey, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's a very weird feeling, but that's that's the best way I can describe it. And like, even when I went down to, to Florida for like a week, I cried coming back. I didn't want to come back. Like, I, I, I love, I love, I love going down south, yep, you know? Yep. I, just, I love the south, and, and I'm very... Um, that's how I feel. I lived, I lived up in New York for 31 years. And, oh, wow. uh, but I feel, I feel much more of a Southerner than I do as a New Yorker. Like, I, yeah. I feel like I identify better, um, down yep. here. I, I, yeah. I just feel like my heart is here. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, it's an odd, it's an odd feeling when you're little and you can't quite place it. Like I used to always beg my dad, can we just stay for like a day? Like, can we get to Florida like a day later? Cause I just. You know, I, I wanted to explore the Carolinas. Like, I loved South Carolinas. I loved, like, the Spanish moss trees. And I just loved the scenery. Like, I, I grew up reading, um, I grew up reading, uh, oh, what's his name? The, the, uh, Nicholas Sparks. Oh, yeah. All, like, his stories taking place in North Carolina. And I just, like, I'm like, man, I want to, like, live in a town like that. You know what I mean? I want to you know, wake up in the morning and know everybody in my, you know, neighborhood and kind of have that, like, laid back kind of approach to life. And and I, I appreciate it. Like, I just, I appreciate the, the Southern values of family, you know. Yeah, family, and that, the laid back part. Family, that, God, and Panthers. You know, right, like, yeah. That's pretty much my life. Yeah, and the, the laid back part that you mentioned is very true. Um, yeah. I, I am so much more relaxed um, ever since we moved here. I'm, I'm yeah. not as, I don't get as stressed. I don't feel the tension. Sure. It's, it's a nice lifestyle. Yeah. So I, I do hope, I do hope that one day we can, uh, we can all meet in person and, and definitely. Together. Yeah. That would be that a blast. Be yep. For sure. And, uh, yeah. So I, 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 um, but yeah, my, my cousin actually moved down there, right? my cousin and his wife. And, you know, the kids had trouble adjusting to it, but I think it's because they waited too long for them to move down there. Like, my godchild was in middle school, going into middle school. And, yeah, that's a tough know, time my, to move. My, my, you know, oldest, the oldest son was in high school. So, like, you know, it was kind of a hard adjustment. You know, but, I can but, certainly understand but, that because that's a tough know, that's a tough time in life anyway. Um, just dealing yeah. dealing with all the changes. Well, uh, I think too, like one thing, my godson, because like I I was in the delivery room when my godson was born, and um, you know I I did not miss a moment of his life. I always joke around that 
with him, like, don't, you know, don't, don't backstab me. I saw you before your mother did. <laughs> you know, like, 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 you know, and, and I think it's been hard for him to have to kind of go through that, that changed the last almost three years now and not have me there. Right. Whenever he comes up, he's always like, oh, I want to come back to New Jersey. But I think if I ever like down the road or whatever, moved down there, I think he'd, he'd be more open to, to, to staying. You know, yeah. but. And it is an adjustment. Yeah, oh, it definitely yeah. is. It, it took yeah, it, what would you say the hardest part to like adjust was? Just getting used to the lifestyle. It was, it was very different. Um, and right. it, took, it took a solid year. Um, and especially my wife, my wife really didn't like it at first. She almost wanted to move back up north. Right. Um, so it took, it took time just to, to, to get used to how everything is. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's important too, you know, to, to, to know too. And, and, and it's good to know that she stuck it out and now she, she enjoys it and she loves it, which you know, I, I'm usually, I'm, I'm a very fixed kind of person. I'm not someone who normally, like, takes a whole lot of, like, risks that I'm not sure are going to pay off I'm, I'm not. Run. I'm not either. I'm usually very safe. Yeah. Um, so for, yeah. For, for this, when we moved down here, and we, we, we came down here not knowing a soul. We didn't know anybody here. Yeah. Um, so it was a big risk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it turned out, uh, you know, certainly rewarding. It was worth it. Definitely. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's funny because so many, so many people that are transplants that moved from up here down there always, they tell me all the time on Twitter, move down here. Like, I have like a whole, like, I'm surprised there's not like some movement on Twitter. Like, you know, get Brittany to move. You know? <laughs> it's like, well, let's wait till my house is closer to being paid off so I can rent it. And, you know, I would never really want to, I, I don't think I'd ever really want to like, sell my house in New Jersey I think like eventually when it's paid off I'd definitely get like uh, invest in a second house like even something to fix up like real cheap down there right that you know like for when I retire then I can when it's cold here it's a little warmer down by you guys so I can just kind of I won't migrate to Florida I'll just migrate to North Carolina and, that works you know, I like, and I... then you know when it's summer here at the shore and I want to have fun I just take a ride back up. <laughs> Sounds like a good plan. Yeah. The, so that's my game plan. I do eventually plan on on, on a, having a, at least a, having a place, you know, that I'll, that I, you know, when I get to that point and I'm able to and my, my house is, but it, it won't be for a while, but I'm definitely plan on, you know, next year, you know, making an effort to come down and visit. You should, especially then, for your for your thirtieth birthday. You should uh, you should make a trip yeah, out of it. I should, and I should like put out like a memo on all Twitter, like, "Hey, come meet me at a sports bar in Charlotte. Let's." Uh... Well, try to try to plan it. You know, try to come down for a game. Yeah, because that. Uh, yeah. We can well, get my a... birthday. My birthday's in May, so do, do, do a delayed party. Yeah. So maybe we maybe we could do something like a group tour of the of the stadium that that would be equally as awesome. And it's a, it's a cool tour. That that's a that's, yeah. that's actually a good idea. Right. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah. That would make me so happy. So so yeah, Very that's cool. pretty much. But I I definitely you know starting next year, 
I want to, I want to be on it. My, my, I think my new year's resolution for next year is just going to be like to take a week, like in the spring or in the summer and just come, you know, just come down or even in the winter, you know, just come down for a week once a year and really just, you know, get, get comfortable with, you know, the area and, and learn things. You know, I don't know if you follow, um, his name's Connor. He, um, oh gosh, he moved out to, to Charlotte from uh, Seattle. Um, he, um, he was like NFL Panthers. He had a YouTube channel. Fantastic. He actually, I think he works for the Panthers organization. Oh, really? He does pictures. Oh, yeah. I mean, Cam Newton follows him and likes his posts. Like, wow. What's, what's his name? Um, Connor Harrison. Oh, okay. No, I don't follow him. Yeah. I'll, um, you know what? I'll message you and then I'll, sh- I'll, I'll send you. Do you follow me on Instagram? Not sure. I'm not on Instagram. I haven't, okay. I haven't got on there yet. Oh, all right. I guess yeah. I probably should. <laughs> yeah, I have Instagram. I, I, and of course I, I follow him, and he follows me, and then of course I can see like what players like like his posts. Oh, nice. Like, oh, but I followed him since he was like a just a random YouTuber that would like talk about Panthers games, and then they noticed him. Like they they heard his thing, his his videos. That's you know that's kind of what I'm hoping to gain out of our uh, our Panthers Thursdays. Yeah. Maybe someone on the team we can get people to retweet, and they can. I doubt they'll sit here and listen all two hours of us doing our. Uh, but maybe they can listen for a few minutes and see that there are people out here that yeah. from, from all over the country that just really like love them. And uh, in the future, you know, we'll try to get more people from Twitter on, and you know, add more voices to the mix. Because, that that would be fun. Yeah, like I'm yeah. trying to get my podcast off the ground, so. And, and I can't do that without having a, a special day for my Panthers because there's one thing I want my audience, regardless of what team they root for, to know is I'm a Panther fan. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Scream it to the world. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Here we go. So, um, awesome. Well, I would I would like to take this opportunity to thank you for coming on. And Thank you for having us. me. It's been a blast. At any time, and I'll see you again next Thursday. Sounds great. Um, Looking forward to it. Message me on Twitter some ideas that come to your mind of things that you want to discuss. And yeah, yeah. Maybe we can maybe we could do like a poll on Twitter and, and see what people want to hear us talk about, and then try to get them involved. I know you probably people probably follow you that don't follow me, so you know share share it. You know um, the link. Yeah, I definitely will when it's up and then we'll we'll have people inbox us like what is something that they want us to discuss you know any feedback and of course any you know panther fan that has downloaded the app and are listening in please call in tell us what you think we want to know sounds very cool very exciting all right so what what would you say our parting question to panther nation would be i'm i'll let you Shout one out to the universe, and then I'll shout one out. Are we happy with North Turner? Okay. So, are we happy with North Turner is Mike's question to Panther Nation. Yeah, and I feel like that is going to be a hotly debated question for quite a while. Yes. And my, my question of the week is, what 
is the biggest move you think the Panthers will make this offseason? That's a good one, too. Do you have any bold predictions? Call in. Let us know. We'd really love to know. Definitely. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for tuning in, Panther Nation. As always, I'm Brittany, and I'm joined by Mike each week. So call in. Listen to us. We're... Happy to help and uh, keep pounding. That's right.